Welcome to the Patriot Podcast, a production of Covenant Academy in Cypress, Texas. Our hope is that this podcast connects you to the heart of our community, culture, and those who are helping shape the hearts and minds of students. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Patriot Podcast. I'm Michael Gaines, and I am joined by Leslie Collins, the head of school here at Covenant Academy. Leslie, good to see you. Hey, Michael. And we have Mr. Jordan Even, the director of music at Covenant as well. Jordan, good morning. Good to see you. Likewise. So um, wanted to, uh, well, glad, glad you're here, of course, uh, but wanted to talk about uh, music. Surprise, surprise. So uh, Jordan, um, I know that one of the things that we do here at uh, Covenant, I know Leslie, you uh, are, uh, you, you enjoy this as well, is we have something called the Hymn of the Month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as a community, can you kind of maybe just high level Sure. Talk about like why 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 do we do that? Why do we do that? Yeah, why do we have a hymn of the month? We have uh, such a rich, rich, rich legacy of hymns uh, in the history of the church, and uh, contemporary songs are absolutely wonderful, breathtakingly simple. Uh, the melodies and the keys are very familiar. Uh, but the church has had a legacy of hymns, and if we do not sing them, we will lose them, and we will lose uh, our musical ability to resonate, uh, pardon the pun, uh, <laughs> to resonate with both the lyrics and the melodies and even the instruments. And so we, uh, in order to keep that alive, being a classical school, what is a classical school is primarily about the old things, because the old ways are good ways. And so uh, we have a hymn of the month just to keep that going. Uh, Jordan and I work through a three-year cycle of, oh, wow. of 10 hymns every year. I didn't know that. Yeah, so wow. that the, the students will, in their, if they start at the beginning and come all the way through, they'll go through that cycle uh, at, at several times, and mm-hmm. it'll bless them. They become familiar with them, and you like what you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And so one of the reasons that kids don't like hymns, and in fact adults don't like like hymns is because they're not familiar with them. By the way, I think one of the reasons that people don't like hymns is because they see them or hear them played badly. And oh. that is not the case um, here at Covenant. Mm. Uh, if, if you haven't uh, know, gotten, gotten to know Jordan, uh, he is an amazing uh, musician. Uh, and yeah, I'll attest to that. I've been here a, a, a short while, but in my short time, I've been really, uh, really impressed. So a hat tip to you. Jordan. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that's the legacy of the hymn of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, one hymn every month, and uh, we use that as a, a meditation. Um, many of the lyrics are based on scripture. Many of the lyrics are just based on really sound theology, and they're really good for just diving in deep. And we do that very quickly. We have a ten-minute assembly, upper school, and then grammar school, and uh, just those ten minutes can just wake up our souls and wake up our minds and our voices, and and get us set on a great day. This year, the Grand Tour students had a wonderful trip to Ireland and Scotland, though this wasn't the original plan. Here is one of the Grand Tour students, Kylie Pace, to share a personal reflection on the trip and its impact on her life. What a wonderful gift to say these words. I am on my way to Ireland and Scotland 
My grandpa always said Ireland was his favorite place he ever traveled. I cannot wait to take pictures for him. In the midst of packing last night, the passage Psalm 139 came to mind, and I am still meditating on the promise. You have hemmed me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. My God is with me no matter where I am on this vast earth. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. I am His. I am secure, and with this confidence I have peace and joy to run into His plans. Be still, my heart, and treasure up these moments over the next ten days. I wrote that journal entry on the plane ride to Dublin, Ireland, having no idea what the following days would hold. Even before I stepped foot on Irish soil, I know the Lord was preparing my heart as a traveler to receive rather than consume, to keep my eyes open, and to approach every interaction with humility. As our daily catechism said, I wanted to enter every day hungry to learn, to seek, and to be reminded just how great God's world is and how small I am in it. And as I reflect on what I have learned, how I'm thinking differently now, and how my perspective has changed by this grand tour, my heart is renewed to be reminded of God's mysterious presence in all times and places. I particularly remember riding on our bus throughout the day completely exhausted, but forcing my eyes to stay open because I didn't want to miss a thing. The paintings, the restaurants, the locals, the museums, these are my teachers. You begin to understand a culture only when you submerse yourself in its customs, art, and history, no matter how different it is from your own. So the first thing I did was check all my personal bias, American assumptions, and presuppositions about Ireland at the Atlantic Ocean. I was amazed at how little I really knew about Ireland, learning how rich and colorful their history is, holding both ancient and modern weight. Even the flag itself, that I had seen countless times, has religious meaning, as the green stripe represents the Catholic population, while the orange stripe represents the Protestant, connected by a white stripe symbolizing peace. St. Patrick's Cathedral is the perfect nod to Dublin's cultural roots, commemorating the city's religious customs. It was a humbling thought to realize that believers have been worshiping in that same room to the same God as me thousands of years before my feet ever stood there. Driving through Phoenix Park, I learned some of Dublin's more recent history, such as the fact that they have had female presidents for the last 21 years, and that Dubliners still take great pride in Queen Elizabeth's visit to the park in 2014. We stood on the same hilltop in Phoenix Park as Pope John Paul when he held an open-aired mass to millions of Irishmen in 1979. And although Dublin had so much history to share, Belfast told its own stories, mainly connected to the Troubles, an ethno-nationalist conflict in Northern Ireland that only began 50 years ago. The marks of this significant period in Irish history are literally written all over the city, the wall that separated Catholics from Protestants still stands today, even though conflict ceased in 1998. Belfast is only now beginning to recover from these wounds as the new generation wants to move forward. Political murals are highly respected among locals for the story they tell today. 
and it was difficult to apply all these historical details to my life until we visited an immigration museum. And I learned how the entire globe is highly influenced by Ireland today, from foods, to film, to astronomy, to Christianity. In light of all that Ireland has taught me, like these things, I think differently as a traveler, as a student, and as a follower of Christ. When traveling any place from far from home, one of the most impactful things to offer is your full attention. It's important to keep your eyes open. We glean so much more when we choose not to complain, make excuses, or succumb to distractions. Traveling is a privilege and a gift, not a right. As a student, I want to approach new things with more eagerness, whether that looks like trying out an Irish BAP or sitting on the bus next to someone I never have before. Ireland put me in experiences and situations that I may have never chosen for myself, but I was better for experiencing them. And as an ambassador for Christ, I realized the sin I wrestled with of holding too tightly to my personal perspective or assumptions on anything. Ireland's inspired me to practice a really important skill, being a good listener, humble enough to meditate on others' thoughts and experiences. Ireland also shaped my perspective as I was reminded of three clear gifts of God, his goodness to me, the beauty of his world, and of the value of a life dedicated to his purpose. God was ever present and his love was truly manifested when half our troop took violently ill in the midst of rerouting back to Houston. The tone of St. Francis's prayer resonated with my heart through those several rough hours. As one of the few healthy, rested members of our clan, I wanted God to use me as an instrument of peace. At a point where I would have loved to wallow in self-pity, the Lord focused my attention on others, seeking to console them rather than to be consoled myself, to give rather than receive, to love rather than be loved. He replaced any fear about the global pandemic that was happening with gratitude for his love. He cemented my trust in him and equipped me to be a good friend as we fought our way back home. And despite the plot twist at the end of our journey, God still provided a few wonderful days in Ireland before a few months of quarantine. When I look back through photos, souvenirs, journal entries, I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude. It makes me think that perhaps I will never stop learning and exploring the depths of God's love. Um, we'll we'll get into talking about what the hymn of the month is uh, currently, but uh, before I do, Jordan, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts as well. I mean, here you are. I mean, very just very practically and tangibly, you're. Uh, you have the opportunity to lead, um, you know, upper school students and, uh, you know, grammar school, but you, you have the opportunity to lead youth today uh, with hymns. And some people might say that that sounds like they're mutually exclusive, like you're not able to do that. How do you find that that students respond to to uh, the hymns as, as you go I th- through? I think they enjoy them. I mean, they usually sing them out. Uh, kids are pretty flexible honestly and i think a lot of 
affection is training them to love what you want them to love. And that can be, you know, good or bad, whether it's uh, kids that are trained to love beautiful things Mm -hmm. or kids that are trained to, you know, only eat junk food all the time. Right, right, right. And then you'll be taught, you know, to love that. Um, So I think, um, yeah, I I think kids have really grabbed onto it. And I think we don't necessarily have to be limited in, in two, two different ways. It doesn't have to be only old hymns. There are new hymns being mm-hmm. written that mm-hmm. are, you know, just as beautiful. I think will withstand the test of time of old hymns and doesn't have to be necessarily a particular instrumentation to have the content and, and value and impact that, that hymns can. Um, but I think too, for the kids and even really the high schools and really, let's be honest, um, our, our seniors in high school processing intellectual things at a vastly different level than an American adult, probably not mm-hmm. vastly different, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. right? And um, gives really people an opportunity to pause and reflect on kind of the nuance of the text um, uh, as one might ponder a great book even. Right, right. Okay. So uh, moving on to the hymn of the month. Uh, for those that that are curious, what what is that, and uh, maybe if you can give us a little little background on there. Yeah, so this month's um, hymn of the month is "All Creatures of Our God and King," uh, and I've uh, the text by Saint Francis of Assisi, I believe, and uh, we've been singing a David Crowder version of it, which gets kind of back to what I talked about earlier. It's uh, I think still all the um, uh, elements that we want to preserve, and that doesn't mean we wouldn't ever do it with the piano or organ. Right, you know, I love right. both of those instruments also. Um, and so I think the kids have really enjoyed it. Uh, I've made a recording uh, available on YouTube when when uh, I'll be reaching out just as soon as we kind of finalize schedule things here, and maybe by the time you're hearing this, this will have already happened, but um, reaching out, and I'll be sending out an email to uh, the families about music and some of the the content that they can use at home that I'll be creating and have created um, that'll go beyond our face-to-face time with kids, uh, so there'll be opportunities. Uh, so presently, I've uh, created a recording of the hymn of the month. Um, I didn't, didn't use the David Crowder setting. We don't have a license to, to share that digitally and, and certainly want to respect that. Um, but public domain version of the hymn, I've uh, created that, and it's something you could still use to start your morning. If uh, In fact, I'd encourage you to, to use it to start your morning with your kids. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say, I mean, you know, again, one of the, the um, I, I would suspect for, for students, one of the, the things that is, is nice and, to your point, Leslie, familiar is, is, yeah, having morning assembly and having that time. So even if we're not physically all together, we can still, uh, you know, through the, the wonders and blessings of modern technology, still mm-hmm. kind of be able to have some of those mm-hmm. familiar elements, yeah. you know, in our own homes. Yeah, so consider using the, the YouTube video that Jordan played. Um, it, he, he shares the accompaniment, <coughs> so he, the expectation is we have to add our voices. And so he's made the lyrics available there in the notes. Um, so use that as an opportunity to sing as a family, and uh, your children probably will already
already be leading you in it. They'll be very familiar. Uh, and, and it's a precious hymn. And to know a little bit about St. Francis, uh, he was a believer in a time, a tumultuous time in, in Italy. Uh, and there was a lot of warring and there was a lot of political dissension and disagreement. And he wanted to be a people of peace and encourage people to live. People, they were the, the lifestyle at the time was similar to BC, as in um, before Corona, um, yeah. not yeah. before Christ. I, yeah. It might sound a little bit disrespectful, yeah. but I've heard um, my college son said, "Yeah, the, the college kids are saying, I just want to have a conversation BC before mm. Corona." But mm. anyway, um, it, it, before Corona uh, virus, we were um, actually really in, in, experiencing a tra- tremendous amount of affluence and decadence and uh, ease. And now we're experiencing the complete polar opposite. Um, Well, St. Francis was living in a time of decadence. And in fact, in the midst of that, and being an incredibly wealthy person, he took the vow of poverty and said, I'm going to be about living and caring for the poor. And he had a tremendous impact on his town. Um, His parents weren't too proud of him. They wanted him to to follow in the family way. And so he followed them um, in in love, but he did not obey them. Um, and he did what God called him to do. But so there's a lot of, of relevance in terms of trying to find peace in the midst of chaos, which is what we're all trying to do. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm hoping to make some, not hoping, I'm you know, planning to make some more content about the hymn of the month, um, talking about history and um, lyrics and meaning and, and, and things like that, um, that it would be good really for uh, anyone to tune into, you know, especially the, the older kids will probably get more out of it, but obviously the content would be safe for everyone. Um, but then we'll also make some content that, that is more kid-focused that might just be some songs they can sing. Um, so I think one thing to keep in mind going forward, well, several things that we're going to have face-to-face time for sure, but there's also going to be uh, these odd gaps, you know, in your day as as parents watching these kids, that there's going to be some content available to utilize that you can utilize when you need to utilize it. That's uh, will be dictated as much by your schedule as, right. as ours. Um, so uh, maybe kind of my last question for you, Jordan. Uh, what is so we got the the hymn of the month. So I think that's good. Uh, just personally, what is the last song that you listen to? The last song oh, that I question. listen to. Yeah. Wow. Uh, if you can remember, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind I of don't a... know. It's it's an interesting, probably whatever the last song I learned for church was. Um, mm. I'd have to look back at that. Mm. Um, but this might sound weird. I don't know that I listen to a ton of music mm. necessarily. Director um, of music. That sounds like great headline. Director of music doesn't, doesn't listen, listen to a lot of music. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I do. I do it all day here. Yeah. So a little bit. It's a little yeah. bit of that. Kind of integrated into and, your day anyway. And you go home yeah. and you've already done it all day. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Perhaps, perhaps rephrase the question. What was yeah. the last song you played? There you go. Hey, Jordan, uh, the what was of, the last song hey, you played? Him of the Month. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, I, I think, you know, it comes in waves too. So, you know, I have a, a lot of different styles of music I like and appreciate. Mm. Uh, so if I gave you the list, it would be pretty diverse. Mm. So maybe okay. more diverse than people yeah. would expect. I don't know. That was, that was a, the best non-answer I've had in a while. There you so go. That was, that was not, no <laughs> I wanted problem. to just um, insert a fun fact. In yeah. case people were not aware, it did not just automatically assume that the intro music that we have for our podcast is our house song. Uh, playing by none other than Jordan even. Um, and he jazzed it up quite a bit. And I really like the version. Uh, but it, actually, I, I was surprised to find out that some listeners did not realize it was the house song. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, it, 
FYI, that's that's our yeah. house song. Yeah, it's a it's a different for sure. So the style might might obscure, but I think if you listen, if you sing along, you'll you'll hear. It. Yeah, no, that's cool. Well, good. Well, thanks. Um, thank you for leading us uh, so well in the, the area of of really music and and ultimately worship. That's uh, that's really. Yeah, really cool. Sure. So thanks, Jordan. Yep. Okay. And also Great. check out the YouTube channel for other. Oh yes, that's right. thank you. That's right. Which is where you'll find that recording of of the hymn. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Good. Thanks, Jordan. Yep. So we've been uh, talking with uh, Leslie Collins, the head of school at Covenant Academy, and Jordan Even, uh, our fearless uh, director of music, who uh, uh, wrote the or uh, uh, produced the music for our podcast. And also leads our our school in uh, in the area of music. So Jordan and Leslie, thanks so much for Thank the time you. today. Thank you. Thank you. Here again is Senior Kylie Pace with the reading of Saint Patrick's Breastplate. I bind into myself today the strong name of the Trinity. By invocation of the same, the three in one, and one in three. Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in quiet, Christ in danger, Christ in hearts of all that love me, Christ in mouth of friend and stranger. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Patriot Podcast. If you have any questions or comments about anything discussed, feel free to contact us on our website at covenantcypress.org.